Chapter Eleven of Love Insurance by Earl Durr Biggers. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Eleven Tears from the Gaiety. Friday morning found Mr. Minot ready for whatever diplomacy the day might demand of him. He had a feeling that the demand would be great. The unheralded arrival of Miss Gabrielle Rose and her packet of letters presented no slight complication. Whatever the outcome of any suit she might start against Harrowby, Minot was sure that the mere announcement of it would be sufficient to blast Jefferson's hopes for all time. Old Spencer Merrick, already inflamed by the episode of the elder brother, was not likely to take coolly the publication of Harrowby's incriminating letters. After an early breakfast, Minot sent a cable to Jephson telling of Miss Rose's arrival and asking for information about her. Next, he sought an interview with the Gaiety lady. An hour later, in a pink and gold parlor of the Hotel de la Pax, he stood gazing into the china-blue eyes of Miss Gabrielle Rose. It goes without saying that Miss Rose was pretty, innocent she seemed too with a baby's stare that said as plainly as words please don't harm me will you but ah well lord harrowby was not the first to learn that a business woman may lurk back of a baby's stare you come from lord harrowby and the smile that had decorated ten million postcards throughout the united kingdom flashed on mr minot won't you sit down thanks minot fidgeted he had no idea what to say time it was time he must fight for as he was fighting with tremor um miss rose he began when i started out on this errand i had misgivings but now that i have seen you they are gone everything will be all right i know i have come to ask you that you show lord harrowby some leniency the china blue eyes hardened you have come on a hopeless errand mr uh, Minot why should i show harrowby any consideration did he show me any when he broke his word to me and made me the laughing-stock of the town but that all happened five years ago yes but it is as vivid as though it were yesterday i have always intended to demand some redress from his lordship but my art mr mr minot you have no idea how exacting art can be not until now have I been in a position to do so? And the fact that not until now has his lordship proposed to marry someone else, that, of course, has nothing to do with it. Mr. Minot, a delightful pout. If you know me better, you could not possibly ask that. Miss Rose, you're a clever woman. Oh, please don't. I hate clever women, and I'm sure you do too i'm not a bit clever and i'm proud of it on the contrary i'm rather weak rather easily got round but when i think of the position allan put me in even a weak woman can be firm in the circumstances have it your own way said minot bowing but you are at least clever enough to understand the futility of demanding financial redress from a man who is flat broke i assure you lord harrowby hasn't a shilling i don't believe it he can get money somehow he always could the courts can force him to i shall tell my lawyer to go ahead with the suit 
if you would only delay a week impossible miss rose spoke with haughty languor i begin rehearsals in new york in a week no i shall start soup to-day you may tell lord harrowby so poor jephson minot had a mental picture of the little bald man writing at that very moment a terribly large check for the dowager duchess of tremaine paying for the rain that had fallen in torrents he must at least hold this woman off until jephson answered his cable miss rose he pleaded grant us one favor do not make public your suit against harrowby until i have seen you again say at four o'clock this afternoon coldly she shook her head but you have already waited five years surely you can wait another five hours as a very great favor to me i should like to since you put it that way but it's impossible i'm sorry the great beauty and business woman leaned closer mr minot you can hardly realize what allan's unkindness cost me in bitter tears i loved him once and i believed he loved me there cannot be any question about that ah flattery no spoken from the heart really my dear lady i should like to be your press agent i could write the most gorgeous things about you and no one could say i lied you men are so nice she gurgled when you want to be ah yes gabrielle rose had always found them so and had yet to meet one not worth her while to capture she turned the baby stare full on minot even to a beauty of the theatre he was an ingratiating picture she rose and strolled to a piano in one corner of the room minot followed when harrowby first met me she said her fingers on the keys i was singing just a little my first dear song ah mr minot i was happy then in another minute she began to sing softly a plaintive little love song and in spite of himself minot felt his heart beat faster how it brings back the old days she whispered the lights and the friendly faces harrowby in the stalls and the little suppers after the show she leaned forward and sang at minot as she had sung at harrowby five years before you could love me just a little if you tried you could feel your heart go pit and pat inside really she had a way with her dear it's easy if you try cross your heart and hope to die don't you love me just a little now that baby stare in all its pathos all its appealing helplessness was focused full on minot he gripped the arms of his chair gabrielle rose saw had she made another captive so it seemed she felt very kindly toward the world promise minot leaned over his voice was hoarse you'll meet me here at four quite aside from everything i want to see you again do you really she continued to hum beneath her breath very well here at four and he hesitated fearing to break the spell in the meantime in the meantime she said i'll think only of four o'clock minot left that pink and gold parlor at sea in several respects 
the theory was that he had played with this famous actress wound her round his finger cajoled a delay but somehow he didn't feel exactly as one who has mastered a delicate situation should instead he felt dazed by the beauty of her still more was he at sea as to what he was going to do at four o'clock of what good was the delay if he could not make use of it and at the moment he hadn't the slightest notion of what he could do to prepare himself for the afternoon interview he must wait for jephson's cable perhaps that would give him an idea minot was walking blankly down the street in the direction of his morning paper when a poster in a deserted store window caught his eye it was an atrocious poster red letters on a yellow background it announced that five hundred dollars reward would be paid by mr henry trimmer for information that would disclose the present whereabouts of the real lord harrowby as minot stood reading it a heavy hand was laid upon his shoulder turning he looked into the lean and hostile face of henry trimmer himself good morning said mr trimmer good morning replied minot glad to number you among my readers sneered trimmer what do you think reward large enough looks about the right size to me minot answered me too ought to bring results pretty quick by the way you were complaining last night that you never heard of me until you came here i've been thinking that over and i've decided to make up to you in the next few days for all those lonely years but the morning had been too much for minot worried distressed he lost for the moment his usual smiling urbanity i'll go to the devil he said and walked away lunch time came two o'clock at half past two out of london jephson spoke said his cable know nothing of g r except that she's been married frequently do best you can and what help is this pray disgustedly minot read the cable again four o'clock was coming on apace and with every tick of the clock his feeling of helplessness grew he mentally berated thacker and jephson they left him alone to grapple with wild problems offering no help and asking miracles confound them both three o'clock came what what was he to say lord harrowby interrogated was merely useless and frantic he couldn't raise a shilling he couldn't offer a suggestion dear old chap he moaned i depend on you three thirty well thacker and jephson had asked the impossible that was all minot felt he had done his best no man could do more he was very sorry for jephson but golden before him opened the possibility of miss cynthia myrick free to be wooed yet he must be faithful to the last at a quarter to four he read jephson's cablegram again as he read a plan ridiculous in its ineffectiveness occurred to him and since no other came in the interval before four he walked into miss rose's presence determined to try out his weak little bluff the gaiety lady was playing on the piano a whispering seductive little tune as minot stepped to her side she glanced up at him with a coy inviting smile but she drew back a little at his determined glare miss rose he said sharply i have discovered that you cannot sue lord harrowby for breach of contract to marry you why why not she stammered 
because said minot with a triumphant smile though it was a shot in the dark you already had a husband when those letters were written to you well he had done his best a rather childish effort but what else was there to attempt poor old jephson nonsense said the gaiety lady and continued to play nothing of the sort minot replied why i can produce the man himself might as well go to the limit while he was about it that should be his consolation when jephson lost might as well but what was this gabrielle rose had turned livid with anger her lips twitched her china-blue eyes flashed fire if only her lawyer had been by her side then but he wasn't and so she cried hotly he's told the little brute's told good lord minot felt his knees weaken a shot in the dark had it hit the target after all if you refer to your husband said minot he has done just that he's not my husband she snapped oh what was the use providence was with jephson no of course not not since the divorce minot answered but he was when those letters were written the gaiety lady's chin began to tremble and he promised me on his word of honour that he wouldn't tell but i suppose you found him easy what honour could one expect in a persian carpet dealer a persian carpet dealer into minot's mind floated a scrap of conversation heard at mrs bruce's table but you must remember he ventured that he is also a prince yes said the woman that's what i thought when i married him he's the prince of liars that's as far as his royal blood goes a silence while miss gabrielle rose felt in her sleeve for her handkerchief i suppose minot suggested you will abandon the suit she looked at him oh the pathos of that baby stare you are acting in this matter simply as harrowby's friend she asked simply as his friend and so far only you know of my um ex-husband only i know of him smiled minot the smile died from his face for he saw bright tears on the long lashes of the gaiety lady she leaned close mr minot she said it is i who need a friend not harrowby i am here in a strange country without funds alone helpless mr minot you could not be so cruel i-i-i'm sorry said minot uncomfortably the lady was an actress and she acted now beautifully i-i feel so desolate she moaned dabbing daintily at her eyes you will help me it cannot be i am mistaken in you i thought did i imagine it this morning when i sang for you you liked me just a little nervously minot rose from his chair and stood looking down at her he tried to answer but his voice seemed lost just a very little she too rose and placed her butterfly hands on his shoulders you do like me just a little don't you her pleading eyes gazed into his it was a touching scene to be besought thus tenderly by a famous beauty in the secluded parlour of a southern hotel 
the touch of her hands on his shoulders thrilled him the odor of jockey club it was at this instant that mr minot looking past the gaiety lady's beautiful golden coiffure beheld miss cynthia myrick standing in the doorway of that parlor a smile on her face she disappeared on the instant but gabrielle rose's big scene was ruined beyond repair my dear lady gently minot slipped from beneath her lovely hands i assure you i do like you more than a little but unfortunately my loyalty to harrowby no i won't say that circumstances are such that i cannot be your friend in this instance though if i could serve you in any other way gabrielle rose snapped her fingers very well her voice had a metallic ring now we shall see but we shall see undoubtedly i bid you good day as minot somewhat dazed walked along the veranda of the Della pax he met miss myrick there was a mischievous gleam in her eye really it was so tactless of me mr minot she said a thousand apologies he pretended not to understand my untimely descent on the parlor she beamed on him i presumed it happened because romance draws me like a magnet even other people's minot smiled warmly and for once sought to end their talk oh do sit down just a moment she pleaded i want to thank you for the great service you did harrowby and me last night what service asked minot sinking into a chair she leaned close and spoke in a whisper your part in the kidnapping harrowby has told me it was sweet of you so unselfish damn thought minot and then he thought two more to put yourself out that our wedding-day may be a success was this sarcasm minot wondered i'm so glad to know about it mr minot it shows me at last just what you think is she looked away best for me best for you what do you mean can't you understand from some things you've said i have thought perhaps you didn't just approve of my marriage and now i see i misconstrued you utterly you want me to marry harrowby you're working for it i shouldn't be surprised if you were on that train last monday just to make sure that i'd get here safely really it was inhuman did she realize how inhuman it was one glance at minot might have told her but she was still looking away so i want to thank you mr minot she went on i shall always remember your kindness i couldn't understand at first but now i wonder you know it's an old theory that as soon as one has one's own affair of the heart arranged one begins to plan for others minot made a little whistling sound through his clenched teeth the girl stood up your thoughtfulness has made me very happy she laughed it shows that perhaps you care for me just a little too she was gone minot sat swearing softly to himself banging the arm of his chair with his fist he raged at thacker jephson the solar system gradually his anger cooled underneath the railway in cynthia meyrick's town he had thought he detected something of a serious note as though she were a little wistful a 
little hurt did she care bittersweet thought in the midst of all this farce and melodrama had she come to care just a little just a little bah minot rose and went out on the avenue prince navin bay imna was accustomed to give lectures twice daily on the textures of his precious rugs at his shop in the alameda courtyard his afternoon lecture was just finished as mr minot stepped into the shop a dozen odd housewives from the middle west were hurrying away to write home on the hotel stationery that they had met a prince when the last one had gone out minot stepped forward prince i've dropped in to warn you a very angry woman will be here shortly to see you the handsome young persian shrugged his shoulders and took off the jacket of the native uniform with which he embellished his talks why is she angry all my rugs they are what i say they are in this town are many liars selling oriental rugs oriental ugh in the in new jersey they are made but not my rugs see only in my native country where i was a prince of the yes yes but this lady is not coming about rugs i refer to your ex-wife ah you are mistaken i have never married oh yes you have i know all about it there's no need to lie the whole story is out and the lady's game in san marco is queered she thinks you told that's why she'll be here for a chat but i did not tell only this morning did i see her first i could not tell so soon who could i tell so soon i know you didn't tell but can you prove it to an agitated lady no you'd better close up for the evening ah yes you are right i am innocent but what does gabrielle care for innocence we are no longer married still i should not want to meet her now i will close but first my friend my benefactor could i interest you in this rug see only in my native country where prince said minot i couldn't use a rug if you gave me one that is exactly what i would do you're my friend you serve me i give you this fifty dollars that is giving it to you note the weave only in my good night interrupted minot and take my advice hurry gloomy discouraged he turned back toward his own hotel it was true gabrielle rose's husband at the time of the letters was in san marco the emissary of jephson was serving a cause that could not lose that afternoon he had hoped was there anything dishonorable in that jephson and thacker could command his service they could not command his heart he had hoped and now at a corner a negro gave him a handbill he read who has kidnapped the real lord harrowby at the opera house to-night mr henry trimmer will appear in place of his unfortunate friend lord harrowby and will make a few warm and sizzling remarks no advancing prices mr minot tossed the bill into the street into his eyes came the ghost-like semblance of a smile after all the famous harrowby wedding had not yet taken place End of chapter 11